and Dominion Fire 360 is on, my friends. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. Your ministry provocateur, iconoclast, firebrand, and the resident heretic, of course, here at Dominion Fire. So I want to welcome you to this sort of special, different kind of episode that I wanted to record for you today. I have some announcements, some things that I want to talk about and just share with you concerning the podcast. So it's almost like the state of the podcast address or whatever. But anyway, before we begin, I want to share with you one of my favorite Bible verses out there, and it's Proverbs 16.8. I'm going to read it to you, and then I'll tell you why. Ready? To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. The Lord works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. This will not go unpunished. Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. When the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, He causes their enemies to make peace with Him. Better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Now, if you approach anything with a good heart and with good intentions and you put God first in what you're doing, He will help you craft a plan for things you want to accomplish. So, in plainer English, what does this verse mean? God blesses a plan. Today's episode is to give you an update, the state of the podcast address, some announcements, and basically the plan that I'm working on. Now, I sincerely... And with an honest heart, I ask you to assist me in this plan. In the past, up to this point, for all the time I've been doing this ministry, I have always been very fiercely independent and have like self-funded like 90, 95% of this whole thing. So I want to come to you, now based on this verse, of course, that I want to come to you with a humble heart that is changed over these years in a lot of ways, which I'll share in a few minutes, but uh, more so to ask you to support me in this plan that I'm working on. I'd like your help with something. And and here goes. From the top, let me just lay it all out, and then that way we'll, everybody knows where they stand. We'll go from there, and then we'll break down the details. Okay, so this is, you're currently listening to the Dominion Fire 360 podcast. Okay, that's the official name for this, right? This is the current active podcast for dominionfire.com, which is the, like the, the ministry project I began probably about 10 years ago. So it's actually been quite a while. Originally, I called it Dominion Fire Church, and then it just became Dominion Fire. But lately, I've been referring, it to, referring to it excuse me, as Dominion Fire Media, basically to better reflect what it is I'm doing here. So I originally begun this as a ministry that focuses on like street and marketplace healing. And we, what we're doing, we were bringing people in, we were training, we were doing healing, we we're going out in the streets, hence the church part, right? Now, I am like completely introverted and I came to learn that about myself. Didn't know that was like a thing and always thought there was like something wrong with me, but completely introverted, right? 
And uh, being like the pastor, outgoing leader, shaking hands. Hi, how are you, Dale? You look good, good. That's, that's not me. I'm just, I'm just being real with you guys. I can do it, but it's not me at my best, right? And as part of that street healing era that we had, we started a YouTube channel and a subsequent podcast where we documented the results and interviewed people who were sharing their stories of healing. That original podcast that you're probably more familiar with is the one that was called the Heal the Sick podcast, right? So Heal the Sick was the original podcast that sort of established us, and we completed about 100 full episodes with people from all over the world, like Curry Blake, Pete Cabrera, we had friends from Asia, South America, Pakistan, etc., right? And Sometimes when you're doing these projects, even though you maybe have the desire to continue on, right, you feel that something is complete and that it's time to end it, even though people are still asking for more, right? So I felt like it was the time to close the book on that, move on to new things and just see where it takes us, right? So what I did was I created this long form podcast to kind of supersede that, which not only does cover healing, but all relevant topics in modern Christianity, the stuff that we maybe want to know about that we don't always get to talk about, things like that. But, you know, knowing me, if you've been following me for any amount of time, it's more of like the edgy approach instead of just the simple safe topics, right? This is the catch-all podcast called Dominion Fire 360, you know, 360 being like the full circle, all-encompassing thing, right? So Heal the Sick continues to be available on all the major outlets, iTunes, Stitchers, TuneIn, Spotify, et al., so to speak. And still we get great download numbers from that. I still receive messages from people about it. So it, it's still there. Okay, we're just not creating new episodes. But Dominion Fire 360 is this episode. And we've, uh, I, I don't know the number at this point, but we've put out a bunch of different episodes with people and just having conversations. We talk about whatever interesting thing comes up, and the thing is, is that we don't necessarily have to agree on the topic. We just got to kind of hear each other out, and that's kind of what I really hope for this project, so to speak. I want to have discussions, conversations, like the long-form, just uninterrupted thing, and just see what's out there. I mean, I think it's important that we at least hear what everybody has to say, even if it's a touchy topic in Christianity. So we can hear someone out without like, you know, rubber stamping their beliefs and ideas. We can really just listen and see what people have to say. It's, it's not that difficult. So the show itself is meant to be like long form, uninterrupted, no breaks. We just roll straight through as long as holy, you know, holy spirit. I call him holy. As long as holy wants it to go. And usually it'll run like 60 to 90 minutes. I think maybe 90 minutes was our max. I don't remember offhand. But that's sort of the plan in terms of this show itself. Now, in terms of the episodes, far and few between, as I'm sure you've noticed, if you've been following me for any amount of time. So the question is, and a lot of people have been asking, Million, where have you been? What's going on? Let me tell you a story. Let me share. I, I, I got to kind of get this out, if you will. So it's been about four years since my life changed dramatically. My wife, Lynn, and I have been together for well over 20 years. I think it's like 23, something like that. I, I, I sort of forget. It's been, it's been like forever, right? Now, since I've known her, she has always sort of had it on her heart to care for children, to adopt and foster children specifically. Now, me, 
I never plan to have kids at all. You have to, you don't understand like what a big deal that is, you know, for the old million back in the day, pre-saved million, so to speak. Um, that was never my thing. The way that life has worked out, it's that I currently have a biological son who is almost 13, a teenager. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Quick side note on this. That's a healing story in and of itself because uh, Lynn has a, a condition called endometriosis for ladies out there. Maybe you're familiar with that. And it's like a issue with like the girl organs on the inside with like some scar tissue and cysts and things like that. And she was told that she would never have kids. Now, at the time, I was like, woohoo, big deal. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yes, he got his different plans. And what happened was, is that we had gotten saved. And a little bit after that, it still wasn't on my mind. But uh, she started receiving prayer just because she was having pain and discomfort and stuff. And, you know, we just stayed on it. Well, as time goes on, God changes your heart. And I was at a, I remember at a Bible study one day where uh, I don't know why we're in the book of John. and. For whatever reason, I was like, you know, God taps you on the shoulder. And I was like, what, man? What do you want? God says, you need to have a kid, man. And like, oh, what, what, what? <laughs> and so that kicked off a whole thing. So needless to say that, uh, you know, that sort of changed my heart. When God tells you to do something, you got to be obedient to it. And it was neat because after going through that stuff on my end, she stepped up for prayer, stayed on it. And God healed her, and now we have a son, and he's the living proof of that healing. So I thought that was kind of cool. Now, I thought that we were done, and uh, no, I say nay-nay to you. Now, why? I wasn't crazy about the idea. I was pretty resistant to the idea. It's been a little bit of an issue of contention for years with us, but that whole thing of her wanting to foster and adopt and all that stuff, well, this became an issue. I had to honor her heart and eventually had to acquiesce to it begrudgingly. And I say that to you honestly, because it was never really my thing. I never thought much about it, but for, you know, to her, it, it, it kind of meant a lot. Now she was pretty excited. Can't say that I exactly was. God probably wasn't all that happy with me, nor do I blame him. Right. But looking back, I probably wasn't happy with me either, but you know, that's life, I guess. It was probably about five years ago as this story's coming together. But we went through all the foster care classes, the licensing, all the headaches and all that paperwork and IDs and fingerprints and background checks and you name it. April 18th, 2019. Everything's done. We're all licensed. We're ready to go. We get Once you get a foster care license, your phone is literally ringing within an hour of the ink drying on that paper. So they, that's how you know big they are into this stuff. So we got a call from the local shelter area that a baby became available, newborn. And he was dealing with exposure to drugs and alcohol. Now, two weeks old, you got to understand this. This kid was already struggling. And as we tell people, he's paying the price for someone else's mistakes. And it's kind of heartbreaking, to be honest with you. To say that being a parent to a special needs child when you're already in like a resistant stage and kind of really not sure about the idea... Not conducive to good health. Lynn really took control of that whole situation. She sat up with him for hours at night and she was handling like arrangements and therapies, doctor visits, parental, those visits with the, you know, the birth mother, etc. Right. But for me, this took a heavy toll on me between like the mental stress, the physical stress, the lack of sleep, running a business, etc. 
I didn't do well. And for me, it was a really strange time. See, in my heart, I knew we were doing something good for someone. But at the same time, it's like, I just wanted to end it. It's like, I just want my life back. And a lot of bad things start crossing your mind. And you get those times where maybe you get bitter, you get resentful, you get angry. All of which I did. I mean, it was bad. I mean, I behaved very poorly at times. And I have to atone and repent for that and apologize often. You say things, you do things, you think things that you never in like a million years thought that you would. And it turns out that these are the stressful moments in life where it brings out the darkness in you, so to speak. I'm not proud of myself for a lot of things, but, but I don't make any excuses for my actions. To pile further into all this and everything that was going on, 2020, which was, he joined us in April 19th, it was, it was impending as 2020 was coming along. 2020 brought us the worldwide scamdemic that locked us in our homes for, what, the next two and a half, three years or so, right? Now, I want you to think about this. Couple everything that I just mentioned with being on lockdown, with all the headache that came with that. And you can imagine how well all this went. Now, especially factor in we're fighting with daycare centers and we have caseworkers, state workers, lawyers, judges, finance things, so on, right? And again, Lynn's got to get all the credit for that. I, I was pretty useless for most of this time. I, I, I do feel pretty terrible about it. Inside of all that, when the lockdowns came, we sailed through the lockdowns, logistically speaking. Because I work from home anyway, and it didn't really affect much in that regard. But God prepared us ahead of time. And I'm going to tell you a quick story, and then I'll get back to this, okay? So it was like late 2019. I was, I want to say it was like September, October-ish in that ballpark of 19. I was actually watching Twitter videos that were coming in from China, where they were showing like, you know, where they were like welding people's doors shut in their apartment building so they couldn't leave. There's people like passing out on the floor and there was like just weird things going on, right? It hadn't gone worldwide yet, the whole COVID thing, right? I was just sort of observing what was going on. I remember I was I literally, I was laying in bed watching Twitter videos, just checking out what was going on and God just starts speaking. He says to me, you know, that's coming here, right? And I'm like, huh? He's like, you may want to get prepared for that. And just as quickly as he spoke, shut right off. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And so you know how like, can, like God can say like two words to you and it's like an entire encyclopedia downloads India? It was kind of like that. I, I actually got a full preview of what was coming and I'm like, oh boy. And literally the next day, like my oldest son and I went to the store. We stocked up on everything that we needed for like the next couple of years. No joke, right? We got food, supplies, cash, water. Pet food, you name, we stocked up like full, like supplies, sanitation wipes, like what do you call it? like those Lysol wipes and gloves and medical supply. It was ridiculous how, how we went off and it's like, and Lynn was cool about it. She kind of knew it. I don't think she fully comprehended like the way that I did from the message from God, but she was like, all right, whatever you got to do. And this was even before everything 
really broke loose, you know, where I was still feeling okay, but, you know, apprehensive about all the stuff that was coming my way. Now, the lesson here in all this is, is that if you notice in the Bible, God tips off his friends to some of the plans that are coming ahead. And it was kind of cool. I, I like to think, you know, it, he liked me back then. And he blessed us by tipping us off to be prepared. And in that, you know, we were obedient and we sailed through that part of things. So very, very fortunate and grateful for that, that it didn't become that issue for us, despite the fact that there was all the other headache that did come with that. A few years of that, of all, you, were, you were there in the pandemic, you remember. A few years of that, plus dealing with, I, I guess they say, being a parent of a child with special needs that was in a foster and adoptive situation, you know, it's, it's weird, man. It's different. And I'm not going to lie to you. It was something I never could have like fathomed going through or even prepared to go through. I, I don't know this stuff, right? And a few years of that, it takes a mental, spiritual, and physical toll on you. Lots of tension, you know, there's anger, there was resentment, tears, sobbing, frustration, heartbreak, etc. Your your world is like just, I don't want to say shattered, but it's really rocked, man. In a single day, you know, I would run the gamut from there's no way I am sending this kid back after what I saw happen to him. There is no way he's leaving this house. All the way to, man, this kid needs to go. I've had enough. I'm done. I'm over. I'm over it all. Said that more than once. And that was like within a couple hours. That wasn't even like months or weeks. That was like a day, you know. There were days, and you know, I, I said this to Lynn a couple times, and I don't think she appreciated it, but I'll share it with you. <laughs> I said, you know, there were days where all I wanted was like a car with a full tank of gas, find a highway, drive until the tank just ran out and it was empty and just start a new life on that very spot, wherever it was, right? And uh, yeah, that didn't go over well. I gradually had to work through a lot of emotions and physical things at the same time. Now, the good news yet, the good news to all this is in the past couple years, let's just say the past year or so, let's just say there, I think we've turned a corner. Last July, we finalized the, uh, the adoption. So that's all done. It was months of like delays and legal battles and getting like the wording and the court documents right. And then because of the pandemic, everything was done through video conferencing. So they had a different schedule. So we had to get the judge on board and lawyers and lawyers who weren't answering. It was, it was a mess, man. I'm not even joking with you. Adoptions finalized. I have a new son officially whose name is Jesse. We've, we renamed him to uh, set him free of his past associations. And the good part is I, I've really warmed up to him a lot. And I know that sounds probably weird, but the good part of it all is I, I really, over time, I, you know, I finally started to kind of warming up to him and uh, have more embraced being a proper and good father to him. And again, all the credit has to go to my wife on this one. Uh, she kept the fire going for the first year and a half, two years, and she was really the one that held things together. I, re I, re I really deserve no credit for this time period, and I don't expect any. You know, one day I even told her, I was just kind of watching her. She was doing this. I said, you know, I, I don't know how you do this. And I said, if it came down to it, I would fully give up my spot in heaven for you. No, no two ways about it. If I had to do it, I'd give it up right on the spot. My youngest son and I, we do more things now. We have more fun. We play more together. And, you know, I'm working on doing things better. 
I'm approaching it differently. I'm trying to be better with patience and understanding. And it's, it's not easy, guys. One day, it was a while back, I, I looked at him one day and I thought to myself, you know, he deserves that same level of fun and attention that my oldest son received, my biological son. He should be treated 100% equally, right? That, that's even what they say in the court documents when the judge rules on you. It's as though he were your birth son and you have to, you know, you agree to that. I started to make that an intention. And I think, you know, to me, I feel like I was a pretty lousy father, a lousy spouse throughout that period. But like Grace, you got to start where you are, pick up and just move forward. You just got to dust yourself off and just pick up where you can and just make it better. And that's, I guess what I'm trying to do, just go forward on it. So in a nutshell, to give you the, the summary of it. Jesse joined us when he was two weeks old. He was detoxing and recovering from a large amount of alcohol and drug exposure, all kind of crazy stuff. Uh, there's a Facebook post if you really want to know more about it, but suffice it to say, it was, a, it was a, a pretty rough period. He was, I think initially, if I remember, he was only supposed to stay for about a month and ended up, I don't know, he's been here ever since. It's been four years now, so he's here. He's with us. He's one of us. And for him, it's cool because in this last maybe year or so, he's turned the corner a lot. He's getting a lot better. He's strong as a bull, man. He's smarter. He's talking more. He's figuring things out. He's taking initiative. He's doing pretend play. So he, he's verbose, healthier. And the, and the good part of it all is that that fog of war, so to speak, is kind of lifting off our family now, if that makes sense. You know, you have to weather a lot of these like storms in life. And, you know, I'm pretty sure my report card on this one is pretty bad. Many days I just say to myself, I really hope this God's grace forgiveness thing is legit because I hope it's all I heard it to be because otherwise I'm in a big mess here. <laughs> so, look, I can't change any of the past. Maybe it's better I don't. All I can do, like I said, is just go better going forward, ask forgiveness and just focus on doing the right things. In addition to this, separately. Over the past couple years, my father actually became very sick and he actually nearly died in my house, which was kind of gut-wrenching. He's, he's better, still dealing with a few bad health conditions. Good days, bad days, like anything else, we're working through it. My mom's handling the bulk of it and it's still a gigantic heaviness on my heart for everybody involved. And that wears on you too. If you've had to deal with like sick parents over long term that you're doing your best to help and just get through everything, you know, you often feel helpless and you know, we're doing what we can for him, but it's pretty gut-wrenching. I'm not going to even try to, you know, sugarcoat that one for you at all. So with that understanding, the question that people say is, Million, were you praying? Were you reading your Bible? No, guys, I failed big time. Have you been out praying and healing people? And <laughs> You're kidding me, right? hospitals wouldn't let you near the front door for the last few years. People wouldn't even let you get near them. Did you ever try to get someone near, get close to someone even during like that whole pandemic age? My goodness, people would run down the street from you. Not to mention that during that, you know, I was in bad mental, physical, spiritual states myself. I was in no condition to be doing any of that stuff, man. I think maybe over that three-year period, I ministered for maybe like two people during the entire pandemic period. It didn't feel right for me to be doing. So these days, um, I guess I would say I'm, I'm sort of in a type of recovery. You know, for the longest time, I felt that God was so disappointed in me. And, and here's the thing. I wouldn't blame him if he was. 
I'm disappointed in me. So I get it. When you let resent and anger boil over, you push yourself away from the wisdom and guidance that God provides you. I I reached that place where I, I just didn't want to be bothered. I didn't stop believing. It wasn't anything like that. I just wanted to be left alone. I wanted to be by myself like all the time, not dealing with life or kids, work, family, nothing. Just wanted to be by myself. Did a few things online, podcast or two here and there, but you want to talk imposter syndrome, man. I could not tell you how much I felt like I did not belong there doing that. I did not feel right about it. Sometimes you got to power through that, and I just did my best. And I would, I would have like a guest on, and I'd be recording, just thinking to myself, how could I sit here on like, you know, live stream or podcast or whatever, sing the praises of being a believer when I was feeling all these things that I was feeling inside? And I felt like a total hypocrite. I felt like a total fake. Look, I wear my heart on my sleeve a lot, and I can, in good conscience, pretend to be something I'm not. I just don't do that stuff, man. People will blame oftentimes. They'll say, oh, it's Satan or it's demonic or it's of the enemy, however you want to word it. But you really do a lot of this mess to yourself. That's sometimes a little hard to maybe wrap your head around. Sometimes you don't need the devil. You get yourself messing up your life. Am I right, guys? Am I wrong? Share with me. Somebody tell me. As of today, I feel like I am emotionally and spiritually healing up some. Now, listen, I'm not perfect, not 100%. But I'm improving. It's getting better. And like I said, I feel like that heaviness is sort of lifting, right? Over the pandemic, we did get a chance to do some family trips, vacations. We had some wonderful birthday parties. The Christmas holidays were great. We did make the most of what we could do. And then recently was kind of cool. I did get a chance to do a hospital visit for someone. And uh, after we ministered healing for this gentleman, he started having a major turnaround And he's still recovering, but every day's progress. And it's also on my Facebook page if you want to check that out for a little more of that story. And I was like, all right, felt good. And I brought my son along for his first, my my teenage son, for his first ever hospital visit. And I was like, all right, still got it, still got it. And over this uh, last period of time, too, my pastor has been dealing with long COVID, the one with the extended symptoms that keep coming back. I had a chance to. Uh, minister healing for him a couple times, and he's still, he's going through a terrible recovery, but he's getting better from what I've heard. And, you know, sometimes it's like still alive, still going, live to fight another day, and we're getting there, man. So you have to understand that the fire has not been roaring here at Dominion Fire. But, 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 there are still like a few smoldering embers underneath the pile of ashes somewhere. The fire hasn't gone out, which is the big thing. I tell you all that just to simply say that I, I, I understand I have a lot of repenting to do. I get it. I have a lot of reevaluating of myself, how I handle things. I, I really do need to do better. Some soul searching, just kind of cleaning up the mess a little bit. And you know how they say, confess your sins before all men. Well, here I am. I'm here. Just telling you, just being totally blunt with you and uh, not sugarcoating it at all. But the good news is I'm feeling hopeful, feeling better. I think, uh, I think we're going to be okay. During the pandemic, you know, did you ever hear that phrase where they say you either come out a hunk, a punk, a monk, or a chunk? <laughs> well, I'm pretty much always a punk, so you can't really, you know, go by that. You know, but here's the thing. With my history, I'm, I'm a bit of an emotional eater. 
And you have to understand, I grew up in restaurants. My parents were chefs. So food is like a big deal in our lives. And I got to tell you, out of those four, I probably came out more of a chunk, a a punky chunk, because I ended up eating like everything in sight for that first year of the lockdowns, right? Needless to say, I I might have gotten a little puffy, like a little butter on the biscuit. But over this last period of time, and when I say this last period, I mean maybe like the last year to year and a half. So just so you kind of understand where we're going with that. I've been trying to get myself back into some form of shape, some, 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 something, try to regain what I've lost, if nothing else. So, you know, I began experimenting with like diet, exercise, nutrition, supplements, just trying to stable, to, to just trying to stabilize things, just trying to, to grab a hold of this and stop the bleeding, you know, figuratively, of course. The stress of the life situations I just told you about, they trickle down to your health. That's why it's so important to take care of your mental state because it will affect your body. Mental stress takes a toll on you. And I, you know, I see pictures over this last couple of years. I have aged more than I can imagine in like at a faster pace. You now my face is worn and beaten. I'm aged. I got gray hair now. I, and I feel like crap all the time. As I started getting into this, I started trying to stop eating everything in sight. I managed to get down about a good 20 pounds. I was at maybe my lowest weight as an adult, or as the lowest weight I could remember being as an adult. But at the time, there were very few options for like gym workouts and classes because of the lockdown. And in this past year and a half or so, I started to get really serious about like fitness and health, but yet again, I managed to damage myself in the process. So I started weightlifting and conditioning. We're doing functional training for a while, and I've just been experimenting with different you know, modalities, I guess you would say. The mistake I made is I bought into that traditional wisdom in weightlifting of what's called bulking and cutting. Now, bulking is where you just try to get a bunch of calories and food in you so you get big and bulky so you can build muscle off of it. And then once you get where you are, you start cutting the weight down so you get like all, you know, defined and shredded and all that. Yeah, it turns out that's basically yo-yo dieting, which I sort of always had a problem with in my life. And it was just taken to a, a greater extreme. And um. I come to find out that if you're already fat, you don't need to bulk. Whoops. I didn't know that. I know that now. And so the thing is, is like my body type is what's called an endomorph, which is it's kind of cool because it's built for survival. You know, you get like slow metabolism. You don't need many calories to survive. But here's a problem. You gain fat and muscle very quickly. But the fat, however, does not want to leave once you have it. It's, It's like a it's a weird thing, right? Fat is almost impossible to get rid of for this endomorph body type. So I've had to kind of figure that out. Here's what happened. As I was bulking, it was bulking season is what I was was told. I was just, you know, following along here. I managed to add on 30 pounds. And even though I'm I'm getting stronger, I'm I'm putting up numbers in the gym that I've probably never put up before. I'm, I'm doing all right. But because of all the weight and the fat that I put on, ready for this? I managed to crank up my cholesterol my blood pressure, body fat, got to deal with sleep apnea now, and I basically harmed myself in this process. In this last few weeks, as I've started figuring this out and it, you know, had this weird epiphany, I'm like, oh, well, that, would, that, that, that didn't go well. I went to a primary doctor to get my benchmarks. You know, you get your physical, you get checked out, you do your EKGs and your blood work. I wanted to know where I stood on everything, so we went ahead and did that. And that's when I found out all these numbers trending in the wrong direction. 
So now, not only did I go through all this, I, I managed to damage myself mentally, spiritually, and physically. There's the trifecta. Scored myself a nice, beautiful hat trick and all this, right? So I cannot believe that the amount of trouble that an extra 20, 30 pounds on your body can cause you. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it, it will really wreck what you got going on there. I, I could not believe that. Coming from a guy who's always carried an extra 20, 30 pounds and been relatively healthy without problems. It's really been, it's been an eye-opener, man. So I'm trying to reverse damage from years of all this overeating and mental stress and emotional eating and bad foods, lack of discipline, so on and so forth. The good news is, which is what I'm working on now, the good news is, I am bigger, stronger, and faster now in my mid-40s than I was in my 20s. True story. I can actually lift more weight, I have more stamina, I'm way more active. And the thing with me is, is that I refuse to become feeble. I will be doing squats in the gym until I'm 115 years old if I have to. On like, if I have like no kneecaps, I'm still doing, I'll figure a way. Being feeble to me is not an option, bottom line. But the thing I'm going to share with you, and I, t- I told you all that for a reason, and it's because people often want God to heal them of various conditions and sicknesses. Most of these things that you see in people can be fixed with some simple changes in behavior, believe it or not. Not everything, and I know coming from a healing minister, probably not what you expect, but not everything needs to be divinely wiped away. You know, you do have some responsibility in all this too. And I had to come to that realization. I had to fully accept that for myself. And so I'm not saying don't pray for things. I'm just saying you you have more personal level control over some of this than you maybe realize that you do. Okay, so just kind of factor some of that in when you're deciding what you may need prayer for. Maybe, maybe it's not healing you need. Maybe it's discipline that you need. I know I need it desperately. So listen, if you feel inclined to pray for me or send some prayers my way, I would actually very much appreciate it. I generally try not to ask for stuff for myself. I like to, you know, just direct it to others, but I will accept this, if you will, for sort of a special situation. Please pray for God to forgive me of all this bad stuff from this past few years that I just shared with you. Pray for me for discipline, for just mental and physical improvements. Here's the thing. I don't want healing, believe it or not. I want the knowledge to know how to fix it and avoid it in the future. And just that like tenacity to stay with it. That's all I want. Keep it nice and simple, right? I'll do the work. I'll take responsibility. Just I need the blueprint. So that's all. I need the plan, which is going to factor into the next part we're getting into. Also, also, the new projects that, it, like the new elements of the project that I'm going to share with you in a few minutes, please keep those in prayer as well for me. Please keep not only that and me, but also my wife, Lynn, my oldest son, Ian, the little guy, Jesse, as well as my parents for uh, keep them in your prayers for nothing more than just everybody trending in the right direction. That's all I ask. I would appreciate it greatly. My wife and others have said that caring for foster and adoptive children is a type of ministry. You know, it's, someone said it's like a ministry to the least of my people. I, I don't really know. I, I, you know, maybe I'm too close to it to really make that statement. I can say. You could tell me. Not sure where I stand on that, but I guess the way I look at it is, I treat it like that starfish story, you know, it mattered to this one. And that's kind of where I stand on this. Now that you understand a little bit of the background of kind of where I've been the last couple of years and why I've just sort of maybe disappeared off the map, I want to take a pause and I want to send a shout out to 
our church and Christian brothers in Pakistan that have been friends with us for years. Out in the city of Lahore, Pakistan, which I believe is the east part near the country of India, it's out that way. We have been friends with two churches out there which fall under the name True Light. True Light Assemblies, I think, is the proper name. My friends out there are Pastor Amir Rafiq and Pastor Tariq Mahmood, two guys that each run. They kind of work together and they just run the two churches separately. These guys, they have such kind hearts and they've been such just truly friends to us. Amir, I'm not kidding you. He messages me like almost every day. How's the family? How you doing? I'm praying for you. And he's like, Bahi, which means brother, bye in, uh, in Urdu language. He's like, bye, you need to come teach lessons for us. Come teach church on Sunday. And I'm like, Amir, you're killing me, man. I'm, not, I'm just not in the mental state right now. So he's been another one that's kind of kept that fire going. And I, I definitely appreciate him. Through them, we've seen some cool stuff. We've been able to provide Bibles in the native Urdu language. Um, people have, we've paid some people's debts who ended up in what's called brick kiln slavery. I'll tell you about that in a second. We've prayed for their sick and covered some medical debts for church members and literally like all via Skype and Zoom and Telegram and just all that stuff. Everybody's like always on technology and social media, but we've used it for the kingdom. So I don't know what that's worth, but hopefully, hopefully I get some partial credit for that somewhere. I've had friends of mine that have visited there, minister friends that have actually gone there, gone to their church, taught their congregation. They confirm they are legit. They are who they say they are. And these guys, I'm not joking you, they are fierce in their faith. They got more stones than I probably ever would. They don't care about the repercussions of just openly demonstrating their faith in like a 98% Muslim country. I mean, it's it's rough. And they're, they, they don't care. And every time... We do something in partnership with them. No joke, guys. Something crazy and supernatural happens. I don't know. There's something kind of cool about these guys. But in that area, and this is where Christians are getting a little bit of trouble here. If you go into debt and you can't pay it off, right? You have to go work it off. And what you'll do is you'll, one of the things you might sign up for is to work at a factory that makes these mud bricks in a kiln, you know, big hot oven, right? Really dangerous conditions. The entire family works in the kiln. I mean, like four or five-year-old kids, they're slinging bricks and all that stuff. I'm not, not to be graphic or anything. I have pictures of children that have been burned and scarred from doing this kind of work. This, this is no joke. Now, these factories are owned by Muslims who are very cruel to the Christians for, you know, obvious reasons, right? And they'll kind of cheat them a little out of their earnings for the time that they work. Just enough where they can't, they can make like the basic payments, but never really get ahead. It's like a very predatory kind of thing. And they, in essence, become indentured servants or what you'd call modern day slaves. This debt that they get into is usually caused by medical expenses. And even though it's not anywhere near as expensive like here in the West, you know, for them, it's a lot of money. And so what happens is Amir and Tariq and his group out there, they'll, they'll get some money. Like, well, let's say we make a, we send some money out to them. They'll go over there, they'll talk to the owner of the factory, they'll negotiate a settlement, they buy the families out of slavery, they give them a bag of like rations and food, get them back on their feet, give them Bibles, pray for them, and basically get them back to life. So it's a really cool thing that they do. And what's really neat is over the years, as we've shown them some healing training, uh, they will pray for healing so people don't end up getting medical debts. And they try to free as many people as possible who are already in this mess, okay? 
So we try to help financially with this as much as we possibly can. Now, I told you all that because it's going to factor into some of the plans I'm working on later that I want to share with you. So I know I'm going really long here, but please hang with me because I, I got a lot to get off my chest and I appreciate you guys being here. I truly do. Amir and Tariq and everybody out there, thank you guys so much if you get a chance to listen to this. And uh, where does this leave everything? Okay, where does this leave the ministry? So over the years, God's given me a couple directives. And one was to put his goodness on display. That's what he said. I was praying and said, God, what do you want me to do? He goes, just put my goodness on display. That's all I want you to do. Which I have tried to do via social media and podcasts and YouTube videos and the like. And then he sort of updated it. He told me in relation to the podcasts, I said, well, what do you want me to do with these things? He says, just let people tell their stories. I was like, all right, I could do that. Put my goodness on display. Let people tell stories. No problem. Which is what Dominion Fire 360 is all about. I'm going to be very, very open with you. I do not feel like I am in any position or ready right now to lead people, to pastor people, to teach or disciple anyone. I'm not in the best state for that. At this particular time, okay, just full disclosure, we have found a local church that we have been involved with. It's actually going pretty well. I mean, I'm not in a place right now to be, you know, picking fights and arguing the minutia of doctrine with, with church leaders. I'm just letting it ride. Um, I'm letting it just, I'm letting it have room to breathe. And it's going okay. My main work that I do in life is voiceover work and audio editing and, and production and things such as that, which is why I've always naturally favored podcasts. It's what I'm good at. It's what I'm effective at doing. So it's become my focus. You know, God gives you the gifts and you got to use them for the kingdom. Here I am. Ta-da. And this is why the doing the podcasts has become basically the central focus. And so that's why it's, the name is Dominion Fire Media instead of Dominion Fire Church, which you may wonder why the name changed over the years. That's why. So the Heal the Sick podcast is concluded. That one's done. Okay, there's no further episodes planned. But if any healing testimonies do indeed arise, uh, Dominion Fire 360, we will share it on there. So that's, it's definitely a place for that. This podcast has a lot of potential as far as I see it, and many people know of Joe Rogan's podcast, which is that long-form type of show, where it'll be one interesting guest and they'll spend a long time talking about whatever's on their mind, right? That's sort of my hope for the podcast. I, I don't really like comparing or following other people's things, but for lack of a better description, imagine a Joe Rogan podcast, but for Christians. I mean, because he's not really what you call a Christian. He's not really what you call a... Uh, on our team. Now, bless his little heart, does a good job. You know, God bless him for all the success he's had, but he just not necessarily uh, the designated hitter for our team, if you get my drift, right? And that's sort of my hope for the podcast with all this. There's not much Christian conversation and sharing of ideas and just communicating. So a majority of like Christian podcasts, I've been following like a lot of them to see what they're doing. A lot of times it's just a pastor will post his Sunday message for people who missed it. And it's like, Hey, this is our podcast. Check it out. I'm like, it ain't a podcast. You're just rebroadcasting your sermon. It's not a podcast, but what do I know? I'm I'm only a professional audio engineer. What do I know? The other thing is too, it's like a lot of podcasts are just maybe guys that teach like on a topical thing. Like they'll pick a topic and they'll give you all like the Bible stuff related to, and it's more of like a teaching format, which is, it's fine. You know, that's, I don't have an issue with that. Or a lot of the Christian podcasts are how do you run your church? How to run your ministry? How to get guys to come to your men's breakfast? Can I be honest with you guys? Seriously, let me ask you a question. How many more podcasts can I hear on leadership? 
somebody? I mean, is there that much to it? There's very little in the way of just conversations and sharing, and that's what I'm trying to accomplish here. Now, I want to give you something a little different. I want to give you something from a different angle. And, you know, it gives me the opportunity to just share stuff with you, kind of like I'm doing today. And, you know, in the future, we get this thing rolling. I would like for this thing to be picked up by a major outlet that would give us exposure to, you know, new people and spread the word and stuff like that. With Joe Rogan, for instance, just so you understand, he signed an exclusive deal with Spotify. So he's the, that's the only place where his content is sanctioned to be for his podcast material. There's, they signed exclusive rights to him. And they have worldwide reach, which, again, bless his little heart. He does a good job. But I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, God have the same reach as Joe Rogan would via podcasting. And, you know, kind of orchestrate that. That's, that's what I'd like to do. I would like for that to happen with this show, and I, I think we could do a lot of really cool things in just like this kind of laid back environment. During the pandemic times, actually, I'll share this with you, I was in communication with a major Christian podcasting network that I'm pretty sure you heard of. I had one conversation with this main guy, and it's like, not a chance. I'm not dealing with you. And I don't specifically know what it was, but all I can tell you is that the spirit of it was wrong. There's something, something with him was really off and I just declined to work with him. Oh, my discernment still works, I guess. I don't know. So I tell you that for no other reason than just to say I will not sell out or endorse anything stupid to further the podcast, right? I mean, what, anything that we're going to do, it has to be legit. It has to be a good outcome for everyone involved. I do want to kick up promotions. I want to get some more media exposure and It'd be kind of cool in the future to hire some people that, you know, are like-minded that really want to do something with this. So that's what I'd like to do. Now, with that, let's go back to that Proverbs 16.8, you know, God blesses a plan. I need to plan the logistics and the finances to make something come from this. And I guess I'm, I'm almost like, like an alchemist. All this lead that's laying around everywhere, I'm trying to find the formula to turn it into gold. But, 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 I need your help and more specifically your prayers. I really do, guys. You know, the podcast is the uninterrupted format. There's no commercial breaks. That's something I'm very going to be very like hardcore to stick to. I really don't want to do ads for the show either. You know how like in your middle of the show, it's like, I don't want to stop and say, all right, we're going to pause now. I want to tell you about our sponsor today. I, I really don't want to do that. I don't want to stop in the middle of something that's getting heavy or even helpful to tell you like, hey, check out these CBD oils or, oh, look, pocket catheters. You need one of them. You know, read some kind of 60-second script telling you how much I love someone's product when I don't. You know, I'm just not going to do that. You know, I don't want to be on the phone and on Zoom calls trying to sell people on, you need to sponsor this show. I hate that stuff. I really do. I'm not a sales guy. I'm really not. I want it to be organic. I want it to be our own thing. I just want to talk to people. I want to talk to guests. I want to bring you original content and just really stay as pure as possible. If you're on social media a lot or if you follow any sort of like news or politics or anything, you're going to hear the word grifter has been followed around, been thrown around more than I, I can't remember the last time I've actually heard the word grifter being thrown around as much as it is now. Basically, what they're saying is whenever there's like a political party or political movement or something that's trendy going on, people will try to monetize content based on that trendy news and politics of that time or period, and they base their entire business on it. And they, right, wrong, or indifferent, will defend it to the end. And, you know, once it changes, they change their grift. So they're trying to just monetize on whatever's trendy. Now, look, I've been doing this for about 10 years now. So you know I'm not following trends. 
If you've listened to my content, you know I'm not doing what's considered popular, especially not in the Christian world. I record what I like, what I think that you would like, and I just share it with you. Over the years, we've done a few fundraisers for things, and we did have a, a period of small donations when people wanted to help. But for the most part, this content has been free and will continue to be so. It's been self-funded as much as I can. We did have some supporters in the early days, but that was from the healing ministry. But however, in this last five, six years, I officially stopped taking donations. I just said, I'm not doing it. I wanted to demonstrate to you exactly that's not what I'm in this for. And I wanted to show you that I'm serious about what I say. So here we are 10 years later after all this, just so you understand that. To build this into something big and to make some inroads, we, we got a tough nut to crack here. And I will need funding because I do want to hire people and I do want to pay for advertising. And as much as I don't want to, you do have to play the game some. So I am asking you as listeners to please listen to what I'm saying. Judge with your heart if I'm being sincere with you. And if you feel this can be something special, then I want to ask for your help. Proverbs 16. God blesses a plan, right? All right, I've been circling the airport for almost an hour now. Let's land the plane here. All right, it's been 10 years of content and material. Hopefully, you know, I'm not a fly-by-night operation. I'm not here for a quick buck, a grifter, as it were. <laughs> I want to build something of substance for the world and to leave something of substance as some kind of legacy. I want to be able to share what God is doing and frame it in such a way that it reaches people in the most effective manner possible. I mean, I truly hope, I truly do, that God offers like residual credit or like an Amway downline thing. If you like push others to where they need to be like indirectly, you know, I really hope that's a thing. But I would like also some supplemental income to feed the family. And I got to provide for Jesse's care, which is probably going to be a lifelong thing due to the some of the special needs issues that he's dealing with. Our family, we need a bigger house. I live in the ghetto, man. I'm not lying to you. I'm, I'm just being a hundred up here. <laughs> got four people, two large dogs. We've outgrown our space. We definitely keep it humble, man, but we need some more room and I got to start working towards that. And again, appreciate your prayers and your support as much as you possibly can. Uh, with Jesse, currently he's got tons of therapies and care providers and again, probably will for the foreseeable future. Now, the state of Nevada props have been actually pretty solid. They have been, they offer some resources. They've given us some things and it, it helps a lot actually, but Rarely is it enough to cover everything. So, I, you know, I have to focus and focus care and attention for the family as I'm building this. So, again, I'm just being 100 with you guys. No hidden agendas, no misdirection, nothing like that. Just being completely real. So what I did is I've set up a funding platform to help grow the podcast. And I want to ask you to help me. I don't want you to give just for the sake of giving. Okay, I want to work for it. I want to provide value to you. I've set up a site, a uh, profile on a website. It's called buymeacoffee.com. Now, since I'm a big fan of coffee, I was like, all right, I could be on board with this one. Buy Me A Coffee is very similar to something like, if you know, a Patreon or Subscribestar, where it's almost like a virtual tip jar, except this is like a monthly thing that you would give into. What you do is you sign up to become a monthly supporter, and it's for really as little as like five bucks a month. One, two, three, four, five. That's it, five bucks a month. Other options are available. There's different amounts, higher amounts, totally up to you. Now, the main podcast here, always free. The main content that we put out there, no matter if you financially support or not, I will never charge for content, you know, freely you give, freely, freely receive. Content's always going to be free. 
As a subscriber, though, I want to give you like a little bit of extra value. I want to do some extra work for you. And what's going to happen is on that Buy Me a Coffee page, you'll receive bonus content, extra materials, things that are may not be made public. So let's say we have a guest on and we do maybe some additional content. We run a class or a workshop or we do like behind the scenes material. People like that. Members only announcements, events, anything like that. It's just a little bit extra on top of the free podcast. That's the added value. And that's what I'd ask you to support. Now, more things can be added as time goes goes by and we can develop more. But the official plan, just so we're clear, just so I have it officially stated out here, it's a five-step plan. I got a five-point plan, all right? Number one, first and foremost, create good, solid, authentic content that honors God, puts his goodness on display, and lets people tell their story. I can't promise you a home run for every time I'm at bat, but I will show up for every game and I'll play to to the best of my ability. Number two, I ask that. If over this past 10 years, or even this 10 minutes, right, if I've blessed you in any way, if I've created content that has improved your life, your faith, your hope, provided something positive to you, maybe made you laugh, kept you company when you were alone late at night or something, please consider financially supporting this podcast. I absolutely, absolutely hate asking for money and funding, but I have to have the humility to tell you that As much as I want to and as fiercely independent as I can be, I can't always build these things alone. I I do need help and assistance from like-minded people that want to do something kind of cool. But as an independent, introverted guy, that's a really hard thing to do. I mean, I can't promise you that. I always know what I'm doing, but I am willing to try. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to figure it out the best I can. Okay, I don't claim to be perfect. Number three, the show will remain free to everyone. For financial supporters, I provide a little extra content, live streams, bonus materials, behind-the-scenes stuff. No matter what amount you subscribe to, every level would be the same. Number four, financial proceeds from this is going to go to promoting the podcast and gathering new listeners. A portion of the proceeds are going to support our church friends at True Light Church in Lahore, Pakistan. They have been friends with us for almost the entire time we've been around, and they have been there for me through the good, the bad. And the ugly. I appreciate them immensely. Okay, so I'm going to hook them up a little bit. Another portion of the proceeds will supplement income so I can provide for my family. Hopefully, a little bigger house with more space. And I got to provide for Jesse's special needs. So that will help me as well. Number five. Once the program has gained some momentum, I will present the program to some exclusive outlets that hopefully would carry the show and help increase the reach and engagement. Much in the way that, again, Joe Rogan on Spotify as an example. That's five-point plan right there. Now, God being the GPS system that he is, he will recalculate and redirect your steps and help you navigate around the obstacles. So I'm providing the starting point, the ending point, and I'm just going to do my best to follow the map as best I can. That is all I have for the time. I present it to God and to you guys publicly with actually with full intention of what I want to do. Now, I just want to say, as we're wrapping up here, I know we're going a little long, I apologize, but hang with me, not much longer. If you're in a position where you cannot support financially, please do not feel bad. Please do not feel excluded. Here's what you can do for me. If If you're not in a financial position to support the work here, trust me, I know what's going on in the world. I completely understand. The primary content is always free. You're always welcome here. But here's what I ask you to do. 
I ask you to become a traffic sign. And what I mean is, as people and traffic are passing by, be like a sign that directs them just to what we're doing. Show people where we are, what we're doing, what the plan is, why we're doing it, etc. As you're listening to an episode, visit all the major podcast outlets, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Spotify whatever. Leave the five-star reviews, positive feedback. That actually helps boost the show more than you can imagine and just gets more attention to what we're doing here. You can contribute actually more than you realize. You may not financially support, but someone you refer may in both situations, again, help more than you can imagine. So please share with people you know, ask them to support, ask them to join our email and text message lists that we have. And as you know, and as they say in any kind of marketing, that word of mouth is always your best. Now, here is all the contacts and outlets. This is the updated list, and then I'm going to get out of here and leave you guys alone, okay? Number one, here are the current outlets for the ministry and the podcast. For any of the audio content and episodes, Heal the Sick Podcast as well as Dominion Fire 360. You could search for any of those, those two names on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and basically any of the other ones you've ever heard of, I've submitted to everything over the years. The show is not hard to find. The website, dominionfire.com. If ever you're in doubt, go there. It's all there. Anything you need is there. Our prayer wall, if you would like to request a prayer, or if you're in like a prayerful mood and you feel like praying for people you don't know that got issues, we have a prayer wall at uh, dominionfire.com forward slash prayer. Post your, your requests, or you could just pray for people, whatever you want. If you like to email, emails are nice and simple. It's podcast at dominionfire.com. Send me a message. Now, I have an email list that I do send out. Um, I don't have it on the website currently, but if you want to be on the email, like the newsletter that goes out whenever new shows and things come out, email me at that address, podcast at dominionfire.com, and just say, hey, add me to the list, no problem. Something that I've been trying to develop out, and I've been having some technical issues, and some of you got a preview of this earlier, but I've created a text messaging list, and I've reached out to a bunch of you to join it. Now, I can't guarantee this is going to work, but I'm doing my best. Again, I'm learning as I go here. If you go and text the phrase DF360, like Dominion Fire 360, right? Text DF360, all one word, everything, to 702-602-8498. So text DF360 to 702-602-8498. That will automatically subscribe you to the text messaging list. And whenever shows come out, that's usually where I go first. That's like the primary list. So you get a text message on your phone. It'll say, hey, new podcast is dropped. Here's the episode. Here's the link. Thanks for being part of this. It will not be intrusive. I'm not going to go crazy texting like 100 times a day. It's be like once a week, once a month, maybe. It's, it's pretty minor. Um, if you haven't, if you've been on the list and you've received them before and you haven't heard from me in a while, well, A, now you know why. But B, I've been working with different providers trying to get this dialed in just right. So kind of bear with me. I can't guarantee it works, but I'm trying. So hang with me on this one. Again, text DF360 to 702-602-8498. U.S. and Canada and all these standard rates apply. I'm not paying your phone bill. Be, on, be, be, be mindful of what you're uh, signing up for there. I, I don't know your phone plan. I'm not paying for it either. Now, I set up a... Uh, a link area if you want to kind of just follow everything that's going on in all different places. It's www.sleek.bio, sleek, S-L-E-E-K, sleek.bio forward slash Dominion Fire. That's a list of like all the different podcasts, the websites, the 
everything, YouTube, Twitter, wherever, it's all on there in one page. YouTube is youtube.com forward slash Dominion Fire. Twitter is at Dominion Fire. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Dominion Fire. Big shock, right? If you would like to chat with me and some other people in real time, okay, we have a Telegram group. Now, Telegram uses the website T, the letter T, T.me. So www.t.me forward slash ready. Dominion Fire HQ, like headquarters HQ. T.me forward slash Dominion Fire HQ. And actually, a bunch of us are live in real time. So if you want to chat for real, that's the place to do it. So Telegram us if you want to do this. And again, one last time to financially support the show. Again, whatever you can do, greatly appreciate it www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash DF360, again, Dominion Fire 360. So www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash DF360. Again, if you're not sure, it's on dominionfire.com. You can find it there. But that's where it's all going to take place. That's the, that's the outlet. That's the show today. That's the message. That's the history. And that's the story there. In Jesus' name, I bless each and every one of you that are listening. I thank each and every one of you that have been with me from the beginning. And I welcome you if you are relatively new to this. In Jesus' name, I just pray extra blessings on your finances. And that you have way more than you actually need. That everybody around you has way more than they actually need. And if that turns out to be the case and you're blessed in crazy abundance, then consider financially supporting the show. If not, just, uh, again, help us out with getting the word out and promotions and and all that stuff. And uh, again, in Jesus' name, I pray for health, healing, wealth, happiness, stability, comfort, joy, peace, and everything upon you, your family, your friends, and everybody on this Great big gigantic green earth. All right, guys. Blessings to all of God's creation. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Million, M I L L I A N. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'll see you on the next episode going forward, Dominion Fire 360. As we always say at our ministry, boom goes Yeshua. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks. <laughs>